The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Such a cool month, Chris. I'm fucking excited. Yeah, dude. This was a great, great idea that we had, you know, coming into it at the end of last month. A diesel conversion month. The whole month. So whole month. We That's kicked it, it off. Last week, we did the 640 horsepower review. I'm sorry, two weeks ago. No, that was... That, that was last that week. That was last week. That was last That was I the kickoff. That was the starter. Yes. That's what made this born. I love you know? it. So we, Chris and I got a chance to go out and drive around an 85 Scottsdale, swapped onto an 03 Duramax, yep. had a ton of fucking fun. The truck is amazing to drive. So loud. Yeah. It is the cab noise in it is just, it's not overwhelming. It's exhilarating. Hey, it, it really, really is. I joke around. Technology has improved dramatically over the years. Uh, the thickness of sheet metal has also improved over the years. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, night and day difference. Sound dampening cool... was not something available on those. Wait, what is that? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. Um, so this month we're, we're covering nothing but but diesel conversion stuff. So, of course, we're going to be talking to diesel conversion specialists a little bit later in the show. Guys, real quick, go out, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on Facebook. We actually have a ton of new content that's coming yeah, out on Facebook. The absolutely. Gail Banks interviews. Awesome. Uh, the first one from just in went person. Out. Yep. Yeah. Launched yesterday. That awesome. posted from Duramax Tuner. You can check out their channel or go right to the podcast Facebook yep. page. I shared it over there. Me and Nick actually got to sit in a room with Gail Banks while we ran an L5P on an engine dyno, added two degrees of timing, and watched what happened in real fucking time. It's awesome. And then you added three degrees. Yeah. You went, you went the extra degree. We went crazy. You went crazy. Um, don't mind my eyes bulging out of my head in the video. I yeah. didn't know I was going to be on camera. Um, <laughs> it, it, it really was. It was a lot of fun. Big shout out to Gail Banks and to the whole Banks Power crew. Uh, they were so, so welcoming to us and so helpful for us. Uh, we really appreciate them getting involved. Uh, YouTube channel, that is also going to be available on the YouTube channel. So is the Scottsdale ride. Chris and I yeah. actually videoed a portion of that uh, last week's episode. Yep. It's about a 17-minute video. You can get to see our reactions and dirty looks at each other while we're talking. Uh, it's definitely, I think, I haven't got to view it yet, but our producer has told us it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Exact quote. Did you check it out? Nope, guys, I don't listen to myself or watch myself, so I don't watch any of the videos I do. Sorry, not doing it. You tell me how I did. That's what we're doing. You, you tell me how I did. Rate and review, guys. Rate, Rate and review. <laughs> uh, from Facebook. So this week from Facebook, uh, we got some messages in. Uh, but first, I do want to tell a quick story about yeah. what happened to me at Duramax Tuner this week. What happened this week? I got two calls this week from two separate customers who over the weekend went online and bought an LSP switch. That's the LML right. switchable tuning switch. Okay. Went back and looked in their order history when they called in on Monday or Tuesday. They both said, my switch isn't working. So they were current customers that had tuning on current it? Current customers okay. and just went online and bought a switch. And then they installed the switch. It didn't work. I, you have to buy the switch upgrade. So the, there's a switchable tuning upgrade right. to upgrade your tuning Uh Switchable tuning in the past was developed by EFI Live. Right. That's Duramax, the DSP. That's DSP, right? right? Um, Duramax Tuner actually in-house developed LML switchable tuning for our tunes. They're not supported through EFI Live. Right. We, we support them ourselves. We had to go and build all of that. So we have to rewrite your tunes completely for switchable tuning to work on your LML. Now, if you're a new customer, this is no big deal. This means nothing to you. You're just going to buy an LML spade with switchable tuning and TCM tuning. 
you're going to be happy as a pig going to be there. Everything's ready to rock yeah. and roll. Video instructions. Right. Uh, we don't do printed on those. It's a little complicated. Mm-hmm. So we have great video instructions. Check those out. Uh, for previous customers of Duramax Tuner, if you have an LML spade, you want to go to LML Switchable Tuning, we'll throw in a free switch. You just got to give us a call. It's 300 bucks for the upgrade. It's no big deal. We email it to you. We ship you out a switch all day. It's very, very, very easy. Uh, but yeah, make sure for you LML customers, if you want switch on the fly, we can do that. Give us a call before you place your order online over the weekend. Uh, myself, Chris Emke, or the other guys, Danny yeah. Voss and Jim Rennett, any of us can help answer your questions and make sure that you get exactly what you need and exactly what you want. Uh, but back to Facebook. Yeah, so we had a message, uh, or I don't know if it was over the weekend or last week, but in the last week we had a message uh, from a gentleman, uh, Dane Powell. I want to give a shout-out to Dane Powell. Uh, he had sent in a little message. Uh, he's a John Deere mechanic, and he owns a 04 and a half Cummins. So we're talking the big boy, high output, 325 horsepower, one That's of my favorite jam. platforms. That is my jam. You know what, Paul? You're right. The 04 and a half, the 759s are my jam. That's it. I don't care who you are or what you say. Those are my favorite. I, I dig it. So, I get it. You know, we had a couple questions. He, he's got some bolt-on stuff, a tuner, an exhaust, things like that. And, you know, he's like most of us. He's on a budget. You know, he wants to do things in stages. He wants to be able to improve the performance and the longevity of the truck. So, you know, he wants us to kind of make some recommendations, you know, and he uses us, you know, for that foundation which absolutely we encourage all of our listeners to do if you have questions about your truck message us over at the diesel performance podcast on facebook that's the best way to reach us Uh, i do love this quote he had in his message chris and that's i'd like to hear a podcast on a newborn baby budget yep uh, Dane, that That's, is a small budget. Dude, that is better than a fully built stock quote. Like, <laughs> I am on a newborn baby budget. Like, when I get the next guy that calls in and he has a project, I am going to use that. Oh, all right. So, Ab- absolutely. Chris, you're the Cummins expert we established here a few yeah. weeks ago. Um, give me a rundown, bud. What what do we do for him? I mean, you know, his description's a little vague. You know, I mean, if we're talking about a newborn baby budget, in my opinion, that's stock trans power level. It is. You know, um, so he has an intake. He has a, a boxed programmer already on the truck, and he has an exhaust. I mean, that's pretty much everything in a nutshell. I mean, you really can't do much more until you address the trans. Now, we can go in with custom tuning. Calibrated Power does have the MM3 stuff, kind of smoothing out some of the, the shift points. Well, yeah, and these smoothing out the shift points, uh, smoothing out the power band, you know, maybe drop EGTs a little bit, lower smoke output, things like that. Yeah, they're definitely nicer to drive with MM3 Absolutely. tuning compared to any box oh, yeah. programmer. The, not, as, not as loud. You know, that's right. one of the things. The engine's much smoother. It's a little quieter. Uh, a lot of guys, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll say it, the truck feels like lighter on its feet. It doesn't have to work as hard to maintain or get up to vehicle speed. And there's right. a lot to be said there. Um, you know, so with, with the information provided, you know, I would always ask the mileage, you know, I would always ask what's the end power goal, but he's off to a really good start, you know, depending on the mileage, you know, then we kind of get into, you know, some of the wear items, which on these five nines injectors, okay. Injectors are a big wear item. Once you get into that 150 to 200,000 mile mark, you know, you start to see the injectors wear out, they take out a cylinder. So, you know, one of my recommendations, I'm just assuming, you know, Dane, your your O four and a half Cummins probably got a hundred hundred fifty thousand. Oh yeah. Um, so depending on the power level, and again we're talking about the newborn baby budget, probably like a you know a stock replacement set of injectors. I do. Yeah, the Sportsman's from yeah. Exergy. So you know we we do a lot. You know Exergy Performance. They are definitely the the top tier. I feel when it comes to common rail injectors. Absolutely. And injection pumps. Um, they offer their Sportsman 
injector, which is a slightly upgraded than stock injector. That would be their equivalent of a, of a stock replacement, I guess you'd say. Sure. Um, they're about 10% increased flow um, over stock. Uh, they support their sportsman injectors from 01 to 16 Duramaxes and then 03 to 2012 Cummins. Yeah, so you can get them for pretty, pretty much, much anything you need yeah, a replacement I on. I mean, I don't know if they do Ford stuff yet, but I'm, I'm sure they will <laughs> soon. But if you have a Duramax or a Cummins, you know, you guys can understand why we work with them. We tune Cummins and Duramax. They support some of the best fuel systems in the country, so it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, you know, this would be like your your baby budget stage one injector upgrade, minimal, keep a couple bucks in your pocket. Um, you know, as far as the tuning side of it goes, there is no tuning required for these small upgraded injectors. That's it. Drop them in and go, yep. man. You know, pick up an extra 15, 20 horsepower. You know, I mean, there, there's nothing to sneeze at there. I mean, that's real power. Yeah. You know, um, they are worked off of genuine Bosch parts, which is one of the things that we always like to talk about is, well, this guy is a a, uh, a Bosch injector. He's selling me a new Bosch injector. You know, it, it's not always that way. You know, right. you got to be very careful. There's a lot of uh, reman injectors out there that are not genuine Bosch components. So that's the difference between a, you know, a $1,500 injector, you know, for a set and a, a $2,500 set of injectors. Right. Quality is key. These are right in line with where you want to be for a good quality set of injectors price-wise. You know, it's it's funny you bring that up, Chris, because you're absolutely correct. Uh, when it comes to injectors, if you think it's expensive to do it once and you want to go cheap, just think about how expensive Dude, it's going to be to do it twice. I, that upsets me so much when I deal with guys and they're like, well, how much are my LB7 injectors? Well, you know, you give them a price and they're like, oh, you paid five, six for the truck. All right, well, buy the right injectors, spend the money once, do it right. Those same guys that opt out of the injectors are calling me five, six months from now. You know, oh, yeah. oh I bought a set from XX company. I got five, 10,000 on them. My balance rates are all over the place. The truck's acting up. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Well, you know, that's one of those that I, I like about the Sportsman injectors from Exergy. On the LB7s, they have the updated VCO nozzles. Right. Um, so you know you're getting consistency. Right. Whereas in, even if you go to some other places, you don't really know what nozzles they have on it. They don't, but they don't tell you either. And that's you don't, the thing. Well, that's the thing is, right, you don't have an expert you can call and talk exactly. to. Whereas in when I have questions about fuel system, I call Exergy. Yeah. And they are willing to take your phone call. They are willing to answer questions. I mean, they're just, they're a knowledgeable staff. They yeah. offer a quality product. So, you know, if you guys are interested, you know, when it comes to injectors for a common rail, don't think twice. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And Dane, back to your questions, uh, some of the other things you can do on your truck, you know, there, there are some other options out there about building it up. We could do MM3. We could talk to WC Fab about some different parts that yeah, they offer on your truck. truck. Absolutely. Um, there, there's some little bolt-on things. We're going to have a follow-up and do a private conversation about your truck so we can match it up to your exact goals. Uh, but speaking of WC Fab, Chris, have you checked out their new... Oh, God, it's a long title. It's the LML Duramax High Flow Intake Bundle Package. The LML Badass Pack. Right. It's it's right. The L, it's all your airflow shit, right? Yep. So all of your airflow stuff for your LML, you want to get it all in one shot. You don't want to really piece this together. Oh, no. They no, put no, it no. together in a bundle. Dude, I, I mean, I've pieced it together on, on an older truck. You know, I bought my Y-Bridge <laughs> from X Company, an intercooler pipe from X Company, an intake from X Company. What was I left with? I spent more money on shipping of all this stuff. None of the powder coating matched. I mean, it was a nightmare. So the bundle packages make a lot of sense, and Jason really did a good job with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they tout increased spool up, which I definitely understand you're moving the air at a higher velocity so no problem there increased throttle response you're getting the air to the turbo quicker right is is the general idea here so it's going to spool up quicker of course anytime we're flowing more air we're going to see lower egts um 
the high flow three inch intercooler piping and Y bridge, it, it's about a half inch upgrade from the right. OE. That's that's the result. That's why we get those results. Right. That's the thing. You know, a lot of guys are like, I want to make peak power. I want to do these components to make more power. Guys, you're not going to make more power. You're going to gain efficiency. In an efficiency, you're going to see the lower EGTs, the quicker spool up. You know, so there's a trade off, and I think that there's kind of like a mixed perception of that. You right. Know? It's definitely going to improve, guys. It's definitely a, the bang for your buck is there, but don't be upset when the next guy that has the stock components might make close to the same power. You're going to be running cooler, right? Exactly. There, there's a like you said, overall efficiency, absolutely, uh, which is just a no-brainer. Also, like we're talking about top-tier vendors, we're talking about top-tier companies we can get stuff from. Yeah. You don't want to put all the fucking pipes on and blow a boot because oh, there is God. nothing that will break your heart quicker is going that. out to show off and pop a boot. Like yeah. it's just ridiculous in front of the new girl you're hanging out with. Been there, done that. <laughs> yep. Um, Loser. That's what I look like. <laughs> well, that was before you blew the boot, but yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. They do provide those, those real high quality yep. HD silicone boots. So you're not having problems with that. Um, have you ever opened up a brand new box of, of, of freshly powder coated? It's so funny you ask that. I was Dude. just going to talk about the last kit I got for a guy here. Um, and, and I actually, on his, we were just getting a hot side intercooler pipe, but it was this candy apple red. Dude. And you you opened the box and like the box said candy apple red. So yeah. like you kind of expected it. And like we see a lot of powder coat shit. Yeah. It is, it is one pipe and you look at it, you're like, it's fucking artwork, man. Dude. This is awesome. Awesome. It's like a real world scenario. It's like watching that movie where the kid finds the treasure or the pirates find the treasure. They open up the treasure chest and it's like the gold and it just shines. <laughs> Goonies. That's what, yeah, that's what it feels like opening up one of WC Fab's packages. <laughs> I, it, it's the truth. I like that you went for a Goonies reference and not Never like seen uh, Pulp Fiction, like when they Never open the suitcase the Goonies. and it's just Never a seen the Goonies. I just, I've seen TV shows that I've seen that in, so I made the reference. <laughs> All right. Never seen the Goonie guys on American. Get the fuck out of here. Well, you know what, Sean, or you know what, Chris, enough Dude. talking about you. I need to talk to somebody else. We got Sean Patterson on oh, the yeah. phone from Diesel Conversion Specialist. Sean, how the hell are you? We're doing great, guys. How are you doing today? We're doing we're wonderful. excited to interview you, man. You know, this is uh, when Paul and I were talking about this month, you were one of the first shops that come to our mind. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Thanks, guys. We appreciate you having us on today. Oh, thank Not you a for, problem, man. Thank you for making time to be on the show. That means everything to us. Yeah. Um, Sean, we're going to dive into a lot of stuff today. We're going to have you tell us about what Diesel Conversion Specialist does. We're going to talk a lot about conversions. But before we get into it, how'd you get your start in diesel performance? Um, 1996, I joined the United States Army, and I was an M1A2 Abrams tank mechanic. Oh, hell yeah. And so uh, they have jet turbine diesel engines on, the, on, uh, on board, and so that. Yeah, just opened my eyes to a whole new realm because up until that point, it was all all gas for me. Okay. No shit. Okay, so you actually got started on tanks. I don't think many guys can say that. No. When it how did it go from being in the army, which thank you for your service, uh, to being into performance? Um, you know, it. That's a great question. I I, I honestly can't really spell out for you how that transition took place, <laughs> but it was just. You know, one thing leads to another, and whatever stock is is never enough. You always want to push the envelope and see, what, what can I really make with this thing? Understandable. Yep. That- no, you were right, Chris. This is going to be a good guest, I can tell. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> that's, that's the type of shit we say, Sean. I dig it. All right. Uh, <laughs> give me a quick rundown. What does diesel conversion specialists do? 
ultimately we make parts um, to put Cummins diesel engines into Ford and Chevy pickup trucks. We do have a little bit broader spectrum of product line, but that is our main focus. Cummins okay. in Ford and Chevy. Okay. Putting a Cummins in a Chevy. I mean, the Ooh. best thing ever. <laughs> the best you guys thing are, ever. You guys are upsetting me now. Sean's but, but a okay. smart individual, man. I mean, but, oh, but they go into a lot of trucks is what he's saying. Maybe just one or two Chevys out there, but but a lot of trucks. Oh, a lot of Chevys out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sean, settle this for us. What's the most popular engine to replace with a Cummins? Boy, this is tough. It's, it's right on the verge. It's about 48 to 52%. The six-liter Ford Power Stroke is our number one. That we makes knew that. Sense. That I, makes sense. I agree with that. It was, I agree with that. That was an okay. easy poke for all my six-liter yeah, like, fans. Out he, there. Even, he didn't even have to think about it. Like no. he was like, "I have this prepped. Hold on, guys." <laughs> he knows I got it to you. the percent. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I'd imagine that's a reliability issue. Absolutely. Is it? You know, the, the six-liter is a great engine when it's running, but to keep it in that state is uh, <laughs> really deep pockets, man. Or you you got to work some magic. So the 6-liter was a great running o- engine off the showroom floor back in 03 and a half to 07. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, for, well, it was still under warranty. <laughs> for 10,000 miles. Well, even that, your truck was tied up, so 10,000 miles in. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. There's so much truth in that. Um Okay, okay, so, but there's got to be, like, a general idea here, because, like you said, it's really expensive to keep a 6-liter or any any engine that's right. failing running. Is it cheaper to swap? That was going to be one of my main questions. You know, you think about a 6, let's focus on 6-liters, right? Yeah, let's nail it down. Bulletproofing a 6.0, you're going to be into it for, I would say, eight ten grand. Easy. You know, when it's all said and done, you have a shop do it. So, when you have a guy like that coming to you, what what's the benefit? What's the focus? The focus is, is definitely just the reliability. When you turn the key, you're not thinking in the back of your mind, where am I going to be stranded today? <laughs> <laughs> Following the Ford, found on road dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so, so reliability factor. Now you're putting a 12-valve in them? Sure, 12-valve, 24-valve, even a 5.9 or a 6.7 common rail if you'd like. Okay. What's more popular, doing the mechanical stuff or the common rail stuff? Um, definitely the 12-valve. I think the guys get so jaded hearing electronic this and that on these late-model trucks that they're just looking for sim- simple and reliable. Now, okay. when you're doing the 12-valves, are, are we going rotary VE pumps, or are you dealing with more like the inline P7100 pumps? I mean, what's your preference there? This is an awesome question, um, because this is probably, I would say, our number one question to P-pump or not to P-pump. And um, I think the general consensus, as you guys well know, is the P-pump is the better pump. Right. And so better for what? Big power, yes, absolutely. Respectable fuel economy, but big power. Right. As compared to the VE, really good fuel economy, and, you know, you can get some pretty good power out of them uh, without having to modify the pump and things, you know, getting too heavy there i mean i would say keep i mean correct me if i'm wrong you're more of a a specialist in that field but i mean a ve rotary pump you know to make 300 maybe mid 300 horse range and being reliable i mean those pumps are notorious for getting ridiculously good fuel economy absolutely i mean it's it's i think the general consensus of experts and i'm not a pump builder i'm not in that realm but the VE pump was probably one of the most fuel economic pumps Absolutely. that Bosch ever produced. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. 
going back, I haven't had the conversion, but you know, I, I've had a, a two-wheel drive 12 valve 89, and I've had a two-wheel drive 12 valve P7100 out of a 95, and my VE pump was light years ahead in the fuel economy department, like four or five miles per gallon difference. But like you said, there's a there's a power drop there. So if you're talking about three, well, three fifty at, at stock, we're we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, Sean, would you agree? I mean, stock for stock. I mean, granted, you have 160 horse motors, 180 horse motors, 215 horse motors in the P pump world. But I mean, stock for stock. I mean, you're not that far off in in power from the factory. No, you're really not. I mean, they were all rated between four and 440 foot-pounds of torque. So, yeah, you know that extra 20 horsepower on the high end, that's really not where the Cummins is designed to perform well anyway. Absolutely. So how do you help guys make a decision? Does it just literally come down to what your power goal is with the conversion? That certainly plays a big role in it. But I would say that uh, our goal is to make the most informed consumer we can. This, this conversion, let's be honest, is not for everybody. Um, it's a detail-oriented thing, so um, just try to fill guys with the right information and let them make the decision from there. I would okay. say where the, the wrench in the project would come in, you know, they're no longer able to call a local parts store and give them their VIN number for an alternator or, <laughs> you know, a valve cover gasket. I mean, these are the things that you have to allow the, the, the consumer to be more knowledgeable in, correct? Most definitely. And you bring up a great point. Um, one of our sincere goals is to keep maintenance straightforward. So right. if you roll into NAP or whatever parts house, um, you need a new serpentine belt. The Cummins engine is the Cummins engine. We don't add a lot of bracketry and custom parts to run, uh, you know, Ford uh, AC or anything like that. Okay. So maintenance of the Cummins engine should be straightforward. Cool. Nice. Okay. I guess I hadn't even thought of that about some of the little uh, creature comforts, yeah. you know, and things I mean, like that. one of the big things when I think of conversions, you know. I mean, yeah. there's a lot there. And, you know, like Sean said, it's educating the consumer. You know, we do that uh, in, uh, on our nine to five, but what we think is complex with dealing with computers, I mean, they have a whole other ball game to deal with, <laughs> you know? Now, with the conversions, when we're, you know, I'm thinking in my head, 03 and a half, 07, six liter, I want to come to you, I want a, a fuel efficient ride, I'm going to go with uh, an intercooled 91 and a half style VE, you know, uh, 12 valve Cummins. For the transmission side of that, are you using the factory Ford transmissions, or what do you guys have going on there? You know, there's a lot of options, and, and guys, you know, have different budgets in mind, like you were talking about a newborn baby budget versus, hey, I just want a reliable truck. This is how I earn a living, so money isn't an issue other than get my truck on the road, man. Right. So um, there's really a lot of options there, but Ford has historically created awesome transmissions, Absolutely. great pickup trucks, and, you know, reasonable um, diesel engines. So we typically keep everything that is already there, specifically with a six-liter truck, keep everything that's there. You can still have factory diagnostics of the transmission after the swap and, and all the good stuff about that transmission. Okay. The, see, this kind of brings to mind, like, who who is out there that's looking for swaps? What what are some of the things that they tell you when they call in that drove them to a swap instead of a repair? So I, I don't want to name drop, but you know, bulletproof. It's it's not just the name of a company. It's you know a, a common term. term but yeah. people have been bulletproofed, and you know their engine fails again, so they got burned there. Um, 
have already had one, maybe two different six liters already replaced in the truck, and they're just looking for something different. So it's really not a, a, a performance. Like, I really thought this was going to be mostly sled pullers. No, no. I mean, they're... Correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, but you're more or less, you know, direct to the end consumer that's looking for like a reliable daily driven or like work truck, I would I would assume. Yeah, a lot of them are work, you know, whether it's ranch or construction or okay. anything in between. We do get the enthusiasts, the pullers, uh, the mutters, things like that. So we certainly see that aspect of the of the market as well. But most of it is work and daily driver um, oriented. Okay. What kind of obstacles do guys face when they're at home getting ready to put an engine in? Like, what's the most common problem they call you with? I would say that the most common problem is just misinformation. Um, There's lots of places, forums, and they can be a great thing, don't get me wrong, but they can sometimes be detrimental as well. So I would say just misinformation is one of the biggest hurdles we have to overcome. Okay. I think that's in any industry. Yeah, right. Now... With you guys, process, right? I mean, this this is, I'm sure you've been able to shorten the process from what it was four or five years ago till now. Um, I can understand there's probably got to be more hurdles when we talk like a common rail conversion versus like a mechanical conversion. But uh, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages, I would say, between the mechanical and the electronic? Um, and then what would you prefer personally? Great questions. Um, so... Realistically, money-wise, for a conversion kit from DCS, you're looking at about um, the same money, whether it's a mechanical or an electronically driven Cummins engine. So there's not a huge sway there because the common rail kits or swap kits include the wiring. So we basically make that as close to plug-and-play as we can. So guys send us in the wiring. We send it back to a modified, all cleaned up, looking real nice. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. That sounds so easy. I mean, at that point, like, I'm pretty much just swapping engines. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, you're right. There are some little details, and that's where the time consumption comes in. A perfect example of why we're not a swap company. We're a conversion company. Our idea behind this is, is someone said, Chris, Nick, can I borrow your truck for the afternoon, man? And they take it for a ride down the road. Other than the rumble under the hood, we want them to not know it didn't come from Dearborn, Michigan like this. Okay. No shit. Okay, factory appearing. I like that. What? Yeah, buttons for cruise control and the steering wheel, the, the whole shooting match. Now, what's crazy to me is is that you're telling me that for the conversion kit, a 12-valve versus a, a, a common rail 5.9 are relatively close in, in cost. But then you have to throw into the mix, um, you know, maintenance. You know, a, a common rail injector is three, four, five times the uh, cost of a 12-valve injector. So are these other things that kind of come into play when you're talking about uh, different conversions and options? Yes, most definitely, especially if someone's going to be sourcing a used engine that's, you know, unknown mileage or, you know, from wherever wrecking yard. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah, maintenance is obviously a big difference between a 12-valve and, and a common rail. But the... Um, the engine pricing, believe it or not, because of the, the rat rods and the mud trucks and everything else, the 12 valve is actually in some cases more expensive than a late model 5.9 or 6.7. True story. I, I have some it. experiences of that. I mean, I've bought and parted out trucks. I mean, I've gotten just as much for a, a VP44 motor as I have a common rail motor, you yeah. know, or a 12 valve short block. You know, I mean, they do kind of hold their value and they hold that interest in the marketplace, I would say. 
Now, do you guys sell whole engines ready to be installed, or is it uh, I find an engine and contact you and you have the kit to install that? Yes, sir. Yeah, you find a kit, or I'm sorry, you find an engine um, from wherever. We do have some suggestions. You know, there's obviously some fantastic builders out there. So we leave the the engine building to the pros. We really just try to focus and keep this conversion set up our forte. Okay. Okay. You know, Chris, it makes me think about about what we do day to day and yeah. how we deal with tuning and we deal with the same 12 or 15 types of trucks every single day. Yeah. So we're really used to troubleshooting anything that comes up. And if there's something that I've never heard of, one of the other guys in my shop definitely has heard of it yeah. or knows where to get an answer. But you're dealing with one-off projects here, I would imagine, maybe not every day, but on a somewhat regular basis where somebody's a little bit more unique than the, the guy next to them. How do you troubleshoot that type of stuff? What do you deal with there? That's a good question. You know, um, service manuals are, are, are definitely our friend. Um, you know, it, it, there are differences. You know, no one conversion is going to be the same as the next because of engine or, you know, all these different factors. But coming to the troubleshooting, we've got good instructions, and I think that that's a great um, cornerstone. Pictures um, are worth a thousand words and sometimes even more when it comes to doing something like installing an engine where it wasn't really designed to be. So starting with good instructions and then the technical support aspect, um, we do have, um, you know, means to come up with schematics and, you know, basically get the customers, empower them with what they need to finish up their project. That's really cool, man. I mean, I could definitely see if you're like a big DIY guy and you, you really like working on your truck and, you know, you've really been pushed to that point, um, you know, going and doing something like this. Do you get some guys with some really cool, some really unique shit? I think I saw Broncos listed on your site yep. and uh, a few other things. What are some Land of the coolers? Rovers. Land, Land Rover. Rovers. That's what I was trying to think of. I, I want a 4BT and a Land Rover. That I want you to do that, that for me, Sean. Awesome. <laughs> I might even be able to one-up that uh, 4BT. The, the Cummins 2.8 liter is on the verge of being offered to the uh, United States public. So the right. first brand-new diesel crate engine to the U.S. public, is we're, we're right on the verge of that. I'm so glad yeah, yeah. you brought it up. I was actually saving it here in my back pocket. Yeah. I've been watching this. It, it's a repower. It, it's just being designed as a repower. Have you? I, I requested information. I'm sure you guys did. Have you gotten any info on it? Is it going to have... Like, how is that wiring harness going to convert to anything? Are you going to have to build connectors yourself? That's a great question. So this is truly a crate engine. Uh, we have not one but two of them, actually. And the electronics are all integrated. So it comes with a throttle pedal. It comes with wiring to go through the dash or Whoa. through the firewall to your instrument cluster. Um, it's really comprehensive, to be honest with you. You got, you. Did I hear you say you guys got two of them already? Yes, sir. We have two of them. And you have one going in a Land Rover already. Tell me that, Sean. <laughs> yes, we do. It's, oh, come uh, on. <laughs> it's actually going to be going in a Defender, of all things, a 1988 Defender. No What? Shit. Oh, so That's excited. Awesome. Wow. So excited. So you guys are pretty excited for the 2.8. Did you, like, help with, like, development on this, or, or how did you guys get involved? Uh, I'd imagine those are, like, beta test, test motors, aren't they? They are, yeah. As far as I'm aware, there were three initially that went out to um, whoever. I know Advanced Adapters was one of them. But yes, this is round number two, and there's 25 additional beta engines out there. So we are working diligently to create parts and launch um, 
launch a whole new product line or even product lines for more than just, you know, let's say Jeep or, or Land Cruisers, Land Rovers. Well, that's, you know, it, it going into Jeeps was really my understanding right. was the goal of this whole two point. So, and for our listeners, I'm sorry, we're just talking like you guys have read the articles we read. Cummins is about to release a four cylinder, 2.8 liter diesel motor. Common rail motor. Directly designed for conversions or swaps Lops, or repowers. Repower is what they're calling it. So, I've seen all of the advertising driven around Jeeps, mostly Wranglers, yeah. some older. God, I don't know my Jeeps well. JKs? Uh, I mean, I don't know if that JK. I'm not. No, sorry, I, I'm no right, yeah, Neither one of us are big talking huge to one, Jeep guys. We're talking to one. Right. Maybe he can uh, school us. Yeah, but. point us in the right direction. Uh, did they have a specific model of Jeep in mind when they were putting this out there, or just rock crawlers? That's a, that's a great uh, question. I think that their Cummins' main intention was to bring a diesel engine that met emission standards to the to the U.S. public, and so. With this 2.8-liter crate engine, it is designed to pass emissions up through 1999, which actually that opens up a lot of vehicles that, um, that are primed just begging for a new engine that gets good fuel economy and produces respectable horsepower and torque. So it's opening up a, basically just ripping open a whole new market. No shit, yeah. That's really exciting, man. I can't even wait to see. Now, you, you said it'll meet emissions requirements up to 95 or 90, after? 1999. I'm sorry, 99. So does that mean if I have something newer than that, it won't meet those requirements? As of right now, as far as I'm aware, yes. Um, obviously, Cummins probably has something in the works to make it into newer vehicles. But, um, yeah, they work diligently to, to get it up to 99. And there are some weight restrictions on the vehicle. Um, Forgive me, I don't know exactly what those are right offhand, but I want to say it was a 7,000-pound weight limit. Do you got horsepower numbers for us, by chance? <laughs> just factory um, just factory numbers? No, I don't. I can't, I can't divulge that as of right now. Sorry. Gotcha. Understandable. That's all right. That's, it, all right. that's respectable. That's yeah. respectable. We'll get, we'll get back at you about that the day before they release. <laughs> we'll, when we get we'll off the air. Know, guys. When we get off the air, <laughs> let us know. You know. We'll go from there. No, I saw, I actually, I saw this in an article a few months ago and I mean, I got really, really excited. I mean, as you can imagine from a, from a tuner shop, uh, we love the more diesels that go out there, the better for us, right? Cause it's the more stuff we can tune. But, uh, this, like you said, this really opens up a, a ton of projects out there. Um, right now the, we do get some guys, or at least I've seen a couple of guys running four BTs in Jeeps. Do you guys have any packages to install like a 12 valve in a Jeep or anything like that? No, I don't have any Jeep conversion um, kits or any really information or parts at this time. That's kind of that whole segment has been captured for the most part by bruiser conversions. Um, and Jeff is great. He's, he definitely has his ducks in a row on those um, Cummins 4BT or even LS swaps into the Jeep. So we just let him do his thing because he's, he's already got that locked down. Sure, sure. Awesome. Uh, what else would you like to share with, with our listeners? What else would you like to tell them uh, from diesel conversion specialists? Well, I think that what this really boils down to is, is, you know, Ford, when they built these trucks, when they rolled off of the production line, Ford really didn't spare any expense, um, especially jumping ahead into, like, the, the 6.4 trucks. They're coil sprung, great ride quality, small turning radius for as big of a vehicle as it is all the creature comforts. So, you know, it's really just boils down to that reliability factor. And, and so, like I said, these conversions aren't for everybody, 
but we really do have the parts, the instructions, and the information that it really isn't out of the realm of an average homeowner that has a small you know, truck bay or shop in their backyard, some basic tools, they can get this done. It's just a matter of diligence. Now, you know, guys always ask me, you know, oh, what do you, what do you drive or what would be your, your project if you wanted to build a truck, you know, and I built a couple trucks in the past. I built what I thought was my dream vehicle. So you being around the conversions and things like that, if you haven't already built it, what would be your ideal conversion? You know, it would be an Econo line 350 van, uh, four wheel drive converted with, uh, Probably with a rotary pump, uh, 12 valve, and an NV4500 behind it. Can I get a hell yeah? Out of here. Can I get a hell yeah? No. That's badass. No, it's a fucking van. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Get the fuck out. Hold on, Sean. Why the fuck would you want a van? Just tell me that first. Let's start there. Well, first, I'm in Montana, so we got the woods. I mean, I can throw a rock, and I'm on a gravel road, and, you know, just back roads loving. So van space-wise. I've got little kids. Four doors is an absolute must, and more doors is even better. So <laughs> that's why a van. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the most practical dream car I've Dude. ever heard. Of. Hold on, hold on. Do you have this? Do you already drive this? No, I wish. <laughs> I mean, dude, rotary pump, badass. NV4500, probably the best manual transmission for a diesel known to man. In a van. In a fucking badass van. <laughs> Four-wheel drive. I mean, dude, come on. Sean, you're crazy. I agree with you, Sean. You're crazy. Thank you. No way. Hey, it'll be a good time. You know, it'll be, it'll be funny just to see it on the dyno, just to say it went on the dyno. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. please, yes, of course. And then down the track, like, if you could just smoke one guy, like, beat any truck there that day, it would be the greatest video ever. I get it. I got it. It'd probably be a moped if I was going to beat anything. <laughs> hey, come on, dude. Those got some serious pull, and it's a van. They don't weigh that much. Yeah. So, you know, the power to weight ratio is in your favor. Awesome. Sean, That's right. thank you so much for joining us today. Anybody you want to give a shout out to before we uh, wrap it up here? Oh, you know, obviously, Calibrated Power Solutions. Thanks, guys, for everything. You're awesome. And thanks for putting together this podcast, really just bringing together the diesel community as a whole to one place that we can come and talk about real world stuff whether it's injectors or cp3s or anything else that relates we're here we're talking about it and it's just an awesome opportunity so thanks again not a problem thank you so much sean uh listeners definitely again like and share the podcast we really really appreciate that it helps the community as a whole uh also i don't know if everybody knows this producer rich over here puts a little funny bit at the very very end of every episode every episode so if you've been getting to this point and shutting it down don't fucking do that listen all the way to the end uh we'll see what rich thought was the funniest sentence of today's show for today this has been paul wilson and this is chris emke thank you guys thanks for listening Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at DuramaxTuner.com 
or Chris at C-E-H-M-K-E at DuramaxTuner.com. You can also reach him by phone. Chris's extension is 2121. Paul's is 2122. spectrum of product line but that is our main focus cummins okay. in ford and chevy okay putting a cummins in a chevy i mean the Ooh. best thing ever <laughs> the best you guys thing are ever. you guys are upsetting me now Sean's but, but a okay. smart individual man I mean, but, oh, but they go into a lot of trucks is what he's saying maybe just one or two chevys out there but but a lot of trucks oh, a lot of chevys out there <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what i heard <laughs> god damn it that's a good question